The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 13th chapter. Now before the feast of the Passover, when Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart out of this world to the Father, having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. During supper, when the devil had already put it into the heart of Judas Iscariot, Simon's son, to betray him, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going back to God, he arose from supper. He laid aside his outer garments and, taking a towel, tied it around his waist. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was wrapped around him. He came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered him, What I am doing you do not understand now, but afterward you will understand. Peter said to him, You shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, The one who has bathed does not need to wash except for his feet, but is completely clean. And you are clean, but not every one of you. For he knew who was to betray him. That was why he said, Not all of you are clean. When he had washed their feet and put on his outer garments and resumed his place, he said to them, Do you understand what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have given you an example that you should also do just as I have done to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a servant is not greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, blessed are you if you do them. This is the gospel of the Lord. This night was a very special night for Jesus with his disciples. It was a chance for him to really connect with them in a special way one last time before the events that were about to take place. He gathers with them and, and spends this close time as he washes their feet and as he shares uh, the Passover meal with them, which he reinterprets for them and says, now this is going to have a different significance. The bread and the wine of this meal are not going to mean the same thing anymore that they used to. And so he changes the meaning of what happens in that meal. And then comes the encounter with Judas, and Judas ends up leaving the room. And after Judas leaves, Jesus begins an intense, intense back and forth with his disciples in, in our Bible, what amounts to three chapters of Jesus preparing them and teaching them about the meaning of what's going to happen. And then after those three chapters comes Jesus' great prayer for the church. But the beginning of this encounter in chapter 13, when Jesus says, I'm only going to be with you a little bit longer, then he says, and this is how he begins this whole encounter, a new command I give you, 
Love one another. Love one another. Jesus is really getting down to business here. But they've been through some conflict. They've been through over the years some arguments about who's the greatest and about what the job ought to be. And then there was this little encounter with washing the feet. And Peter says, you're not washing my feet. And so he learned something in that. And then comes the encounter with Judas. And Judas leaves, but they don't know. They thought maybe since he was the treasurer, he was going off to do some business. Well, he was, but they didn't know what it was. So Jesus wants them to know, very first thing, love one another. He says, as I have loved you, so you must love one another. Sometimes loving one another in a group like the disciples can really be draining. In fact, just loving one another can really be draining. As I was thinking about this and, and, uh, and kind of going over this again before tonight, I thought about the missionaries that Alum and I and the group that, that was, were with us encountered in Guatemala. And I'm not thinking about them being drained because they're out there witnessing to people who are not Christian, to people who, uh, even the, what is Christian down there, for, in large part, is not because it's all mixed up with the Mayan religion and it's all blended together. But, so I'm not talking about their work with them. I'm talking about their work with us as they serve us coming down there as they work with us, as they love us. This week they have 55 people there. Part of it is a dental team that's in. The rest of them are going out to, to do the kind of work that we did. But a good part of the missionary's job there is to serve the needs of those people that come down. And I know, because one of them's name is Lance, uh, when we rode back into Guatemala City last Friday, Lance and his wife Lauren and the kids uh, came back uh, to the airport with us. But they were going to stay for a couple of days or a day or so anyway in Guatemala City to relax and recuperate and refresh, getting ready for this big loving and serving that they're doing right now this week. It's draining. It takes a lot out of you, like it did out of Jesus when he served and loved and many times had to step aside for some refreshment. He knew how draining that it could be. But when they love one another, the disciples or Lance and them, it's why. In John 13, 35, Jesus says, by this, Everyone will know that you're my disciples because you love one another. Just because the disciples loved one another, people would know they were his disciples. Just because we here in this room can love one another, then people can see, since we do it in the name of Jesus, that we truly are Jesus' disciples. And a couple of chapters later, he re-emphasizes that, but here's how he says it. Now listen, he says, my command is this, love each other as I have loved you. Love each other. 
In this place, Jesus is not talking about loving your neighbor. He's not talking about loving people in Central America or in Africa or in Asia. He's not talking about that. He's telling his disciples, love each other. He's talking about inside the group with his disciples. This teaching is for his disciples in this place. And Jesus says, no greater love can anybody have than to lay down his life for his friends. Oh, and you are my friends, he tells them. He's still talking about this little band of disciples. He's not talking about out there. He's only indirectly talking about what happens out there, what happens with the neighbors and around the world. Right now he's talking about what happens in the group. Because when the group loves one another, people know they're Jesus' disciples and then that impacts what they can do out there. So this night that we're gathered here tonight and remembering what Christ did with his disciples that night and remembering what sacrifice he made that made this sacrament possible for us, what we're doing here tonight is not about out there. It's about in here. It's about loving one another. Loving each other. Which can be very draining sometimes. Because sometimes it's hard. It's hard sometimes in our families. And it's hard sometimes in this family. To do that. And it can wear us out. But it's Jesus' command, right? And so then what are we doing in this place? What are we here for tonight? We're here because one more time, we want to gather at this table and receive Christ in the bread and wine of this meal to receive His body and His blood into us. We're here for spiritual refreshment. We're here to get some of our strength back after maybe sometimes being drained as we work together to love one another and to care about each other so that we can go out and do what it is Christ called us to do. It's refreshment time. It's time for the love that we have for Christ, but the love that we have for one another to be renewed. For the compassion to be built up again and strengthened inside of us. Compassion for one another. And by receiving Christ into ourselves, that's what happens. And so I want to encourage you tonight, as you come forward later on, to receive this sign of Christ's love. This sign of the sacrifice that he made for us. That as you come forward to receive that, think about what Christ is doing for you. Think about Him filling you up with His love and refreshing you and, and renewing you and the love you have. A love that He wants, as He said, to be shared with each other in this place. 
And every time that you come, every Sunday, every time you worship, whenever you come and you gather here to receive Christ, let that refreshment just, you know, let it sink in and let it soak in. And then as we learn more and more to love one another and to care for one another and to find ways of being renewed and refreshed spiritually, then people will know that we're Christ's disciples. And then we will be able to do what he has called us to do. In Jesus' name, and all the people said, Amen.